Welcome to Career Crashers, where we tell the stories of those who are not content to wait around following rules and hoping for good things to happen. Great careers aren't found, they're forged. It's time to crash the party. On this episode of Career Crashers, I am joined by Garrett Smiley. Garrett, uh, you're trying to create a new high school. Why does the world need another high school? And what are you trying to create, man? The world desperately needs another high school. Um, It's been doing the same thing for 200 years. And honestly, we're just sick of it. We're early 20s. All three co-founders are in our early 20s. So we still deeply remember what it feels like to walk through the halls to, you know, gossip to do to do your homework the class period before and now we're trying to from first principles build up what an educational experience in our opinion and what the research says should exist so what that looks like <laughs> to answer your question more directly is Sora's creating a, a hybrid online high school where students get to explore their interests learn however is best for them and gain valuable exposure to future careers and fields of work and then we facilitate the weekly in-person meetups for the, for the students in each region. So we're kind of taking an approach where we say the outcome of a high school diploma isn't even that valuable anymore. So now we're trying to optimize for whatever, whatever the students are interested in. We're trying to take their wildest dreams, essentially, and optimize for that, help them achieve that instead of just, you know, a high school diploma. <laughs> so it's almost like you're saying, hey, that piece of paper, that paper credential doesn't mean that much anymore. How about some actual tangible outcomes that help move you toward what you want to do next in life. Sounds familiar and awesome. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we see things happening in higher ed, like Lambda School, which is saying the college diploma, of course, is crash, what you guys are doing. And now we're taking that one step further down the chain. (laughs) So it's like even the high school diploma, we don't think has that much value anymore. And so what we're doing is rebuilding the experience to do a lot of similar things you guys are thinking of. (laughs) Dude, that's so awesome. When, when we first launched Praxis five years ago, my, my dream was to say, hey, look, the only reason people go to college, you know, the vast majority of people is because they think they have to to get a job. What if we could show you that there's a better way to get a job? Now, once college becomes not necessary for a job, then what's the point of high school? Because for most people, <laughs> High school is all about getting into the best college. And if all of a sudden you don't need that for a job, you can start to work your way back down the education experience and ask, you know, because a lot of these kids and parents are like from age five focusing on whatever's going to help you get into the best school. Mm-hmm. And if that's no longer the key to a successful career, then you can rethink the entire education process. So I love to see it happening right here. So Sora Schools, you said you're starting from first principles. What are those first principles? Good question. So the first principles, I'll I'll take a step back and say, we want to completely negate, uh, such as you're saying, the outcomes that we think are expected or the outcomes that we think high school is supposed to do, which has devolved into recent years as standardized test scores to get in the best college. So we're trying to holistically develop a person to be a problem solver, someone who's willing to go and attack the ever increasingly complicated problems that are plaguing our world today. And maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be solving global warming or anything, but just, you know, it could be, but just attacking those everyday problems, trying to make improvements where they see fit. So um, how that, yeah, I'll sort of give a cop-out answer and say, 
we we change the principles and what a person needs to become dependent on their um, dependent on their goals. So, but we just want to create at a core level the problem solvers who are willing to tackle these big problems. So, what made you decide? as like a 21, whatever, 20, early 20s guy. 21, you got it. <laughs> what made you decide, you know what? I need to start a school. Uh, what gave you the, the courage to go ahead and try to get that off the ground? Because that's something that, you know, I was probably just about your age, maybe a little younger when I was like, man, there's got to be some different kind of university. And I put together some PowerPoint. <laughs> and then it took me 10 years before I finally had the clarity and confidence to actually launch something. How are you so far ahead? What, what makes you confident or what made you feel like it was worth trying to do this right now? Yeah, so I had a really unique experience growing up. I was a military brat, so I moved around a ton, I think like five, six, seven times. So I got to experience all the quote unquote best private schools in my area. I was super fortunate my parents prioritized that and I got to experience it. But after you get to the fifth one, you realize they're all pretty fundamentally broken in the same ways. So I had that, that insight where it, Maybe everyone thinks their high school is broken, but I can tell you that they, they all are. <laughs> so even the private school they went to felt like gold-plated public schools, if that makes sense, where they weren't really creating any real business model innovations or really any pedagogical improvements, in my opinion. So that was my insight. And then in early high school, kind of at the same time period in my life, I started my first nonprofit where I was traveling the world, building water infrastructure in developing nations. Super, super fun, super formative experience. But my school at the time told me I had to stop doing that. And so that was the first moment where I realized that my, my schooling was starting to get in the way of the education I was trying to receive. So that, that, that sort of flipped, that switched in my mind from a pretty young age. Then throughout high school, I was just racking up my complaints. Here's what I would do different. Here's what I would do different here with that little young entrepreneur spirit, if that makes sense. Um, growing up, get to Georgia Tech, see that all of the kids here, these super high achievers, had almost the exact same experience where now they're burning out, having that quarter life crisis where they don't think they, they've been extrinsically motivated their entire lives. They don't know why they're doing things. So that was still, I'm 21 years old. So for the last three years, I've just been thinking, okay, something needs to change. And I have this unique opportunity in my life where I still deeply relate to the people I'm trying to solve the problem for. So I better get on it. Then I was lucky enough to meet my two co-founders sitting in the office over there, Indra and Wesley who it was a no brainer for me to start this now. That's such a great realization that, you know, I think a lot of young people feel like, okay, even though I'm just burnout, I've been in classrooms for so many years, I'm doing things for extrinsic reasons. They feel panicky. Like if they, if they try to do something else, anything that might distract or derail from that process, they're going to get behind this idea of getting behind which is very bizarre because they don't really even know where they're going or have a destination. Yeah. So it's like, how can you get behind when you don't have a, a goal to get to? But the realization that you mentioned that like, you know, the risk is lower now. If you, if you do this thing and it's hard and it doesn't work for a while or it doesn't work at all or it fails after two years, the risk now is less than it's ever going to be. And like, you've got the passion and the ideas and the, and the people, the co-founders now do it, try it now. You know, like that's a, that's a really powerful thing. It's not easy to overcome those objections. So tell me a little more about Sora school in terms of the way that, and, and uh, you're launching the first, the first class in the fall, if, if I'm correct, right? Yep. This September, we're starting with 12 students based around Atlanta, Georgia. I love it. 
I love it. That's awesome. Our first Praxis class had six. So you're already, you're already well ahead, man. Um, tell me about the, the curriculum and the structure and what's kind of a, a day in the life. I know you said it's tailored to the student a bit, but you, know, you come in, you're one of those 12 students day one, or you come online rather. Um, walk, walk through a little bit of that experience. Yeah, so we do have a set of core competencies, kind of like we mentioned at the beginning, where we have these first principles that we think every student should learn. So we have a conversation with the families, with the students when they're onboarding initially, where we try to set a path where the students want to achieve. Of course, this can change in the future, but at least a place for us to start. We start getting the artifacts in there and provide a little context for education. As far as what the day in the life would look like, it starts, if you have worked in like a software company, it starts pretty similarly with the morning stand-up. <laughs> so we have the stand-up, you talk about what your blockers are, what you're planning on working for the day. Um, you work for a few hours and once a week you have a counselor meeting. So what this counselor meeting is, it's, it's with someone with a background in developmental psychology, school psychology, where they not only try to be prescriptive, like here's what you should do, here's what I would do to solve your problems, but really change the focus into how can we use these principles of um, being holistic with mental development things at this age to accelerate your life and how do we build your curriculum around that. So that's really the position where in these hour meetings every week where the students are deciding what they want to work on, why they're working on it, since we don't have to really care about a high school diploma anymore and how that's progressing them as a person. So we can be really intentional about the steps and then they'll do workshops during the day. We host um, like online science, just like workshops during the day. They have book clubs, things like this online. And at the end of the day, we have a closeout standup. So that's where you talk about the insights you got during the day. That's where you talk about um, what you'd like to improve about yourself, what you worked on, things like that to sort of summarize it. Although that happens, we don't really have a natural conclusion to the day because <laughs> we hope we're creating a place that's fun and engaging and that kids want to be in. So um, yeah, it's really learning's a, a full-time job. So we're trying to instill that with people. It's not some, an unfun thing you do eight hours a day. <laughs> so when you're out there selling this vision, and I'm, I'm going to make a guess here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> My guess is, you know, maybe you give a talk at a, at a event or a club, or you do an interview on a podcast like this, or you're talking one-on-one with somebody, a parent, and you, you, you lay out the vision. Everybody's going to say, yeah, education's all messed up. It needs to be better. It needs to be better. And they say, wow, that's really inspiring. I think it's really cool what you're doing. There needs to be more stuff like this. In the abstract, as a fan, probably everyone loves it. But I'm guessing, and you tell me how you respond to this, that those same people, if they're parents, they'll say, wow, that sounds amazing. I'm glad you're doing it. Schools are terrible. And you're like, cool, you should send your kids. And they're like, well, I don't know about my kids. I don't know. It sounds, uh, my kids are, my kids are at a pretty good school. It's better than most. I, you know, how do you respond to those objections? Well, it's too untried. It's too new. It's too risky. When the rubber meets the road, what is it like trying to sell the parents in particular? I imagine the students are not as hard uh, of those first 12 students? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. And you did guess correctly. That is almost exactly <laughs> how the conversation goes down. The kids are like, this sounds incredible. This sounds amazing. We're like, we know we designed it for you with you in mind. Then the parents, exactly like you said, they can be fans, but you can't really, you don't want to mess up with your child. You only have one chance. So people are really risk averse and we're okay with that. We're not going to pressure. It's a little different than and then a traditional venture that's starting up where we try to pressure everyone to use our product. It's not really like that for us. We deeply believe that this will be the best educational experience in the world. That's, we will confidently say that today. But if you want a traditional path, if that's what you've been setting out, for some families that already put hundreds of thousands of dollars in their kids' education, 
we don't want you to feel like we're pressuring you into doing that. So we're really looking for families who most likely come from an entrepreneurial background, people who have experienced success outside of the system, people who've experienced things like praxis, like what you've done, where they see there's not one path success and they can mentally buy into that. That mental model makes sense to them. But in the future, we have tangible, we'll have tangible outcomes where they can see this is what happens in a traditional high school. Here's what you probably did, which is what we walk through parents. Like, this is what you did. How much of it do you remember? Here's what's happening because of this eight times higher depression. You know, 60% of what you learned in high school is forgotten before you graduate. Um, 26 years straight declining creativity in the US. Like all these horrible things that are happening. You don't remember any of it. Here's what it could be. So that sales process is happening now. <laughs> That's what we're telling people. But we really want people who buy into the mission without that tough sales process at first. And then hopefully the tangible outputs that come from it will be um, will be enticing for future families. So here's another question I'm sure you get uh, a lot, especially, sorry, sorry my audio. I think there's like a slight delay in my audio and video. So hopefully we can live with it. Um, <laughs> the social aspect. So if you're starting without a physical campus, you know, for those, for those teens in high school, they want to be, you know, with a group of friends, like-minded people. What is the way that you guys are facilitating sort of, you know, a, a group of peers, a community around the, the content and the curriculum? Mm -hmm. That's probably the most important thing that schools serve to function right now. The social aspect, meeting people, even colleges going a little bit into your realm. That is the number one consequence and the most value add of colleges and schools right now. It's just that networking effect. And so we built this from the ground up with that in mind. However, it does look a little different and we have to walk through parents a little bit about this online generation. Socialization doesn't mean going to Jimmy's house after school anymore. It really doesn't. So kids nowadays, how they're engaging, they hop online, they talk to a friend, they're texting, they're having extremely social experiences in ways that parents may not identify with directly. So we're trying to lean into those, those things such as um, playing with your friends, going to these online workshops, things like that, things that are just as fulfilling to students, but maybe not as recognizable for families. And then we do have that in-person component because we recognize people meeting up is a thing that's always going to happen. <laughs> so we have these weekly meetings where people um, work through their cohort, do workshops, work on the necessary in-person activities, such as like building robots or launching rockets, things like that, that have to happen in person. I love it. So uh, where is Sora going to be in five years? What's the vision? Well, we're all the time getting requests from different cities, different even countries of bring Sora here. So we actually have this process where if you want to go to our website, soraschools.com, there's a button that says start a Sora near you. And we're taking applications, people to say, bring Sora to my area. Basically, if you just have a group of kids, we can start it and you'll get access to all our resources, our counselors, the exact same educational process. So Sora, we're looking to bring this to as many people as possible because honestly, we think high schools suck in a, in a, a terrible, terrible, terrible way. <laughs> Worse than most people probably remember. So we're trying to bring this to as many people, help as many people as quickly as possible. I love it. So you're trying to create a framework. You want to get on the ground and, and do it for the first few cycles and create this framework that can be taken and implemented by whoever on the ground has the the will and the energy and you kind of give them the playbook and Sora schools can can multiply almost like a franchise sort of model? Similar, yeah. I won't use that exact mental model of franchising, but we just want it to be a grassroots effort. If you see the need in your community, we'll find a way to make it work.
I love it. Anything, uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, SoraSchools.com is the website. Um, any final words to, to leave, uh, particularly parents of maybe high school or soon be high school students? Just think about how much better it could be. You probably didn't have the best. You probably made friends in high school and that's all you remember. You probably don't exactly remember what you learned, but think about how great it could have been. Think about where you could have put yourself and the years that you spent trying to figure out what you wanted to do, those years that you spent spinning your wheels. Think about if in high school you had someone to walk through and design your your learning path to approach that and to maybe save a few years of your life. So that's my closing message <laughs> for all of our parents and maybe kids out there. I love it. Once you realize you can crash your career without a bunch of formal credentials, it opens up the possibility to rethink education from the ground up and why not think about it based on your own goals and uh, what matters to you. And I, I love that you're, I love that you're taking it there in the, uh, the high school space. Garrett, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thank you so much. It was fun. Like what you hear? Go to crash.co and join the career revolution. If you want to share your own career crash story, send it directly to me at Isaac at crash.co.